What's going on, everybody? My name is Dean Lewis. Welcome back to the All Things Philly podcast. So today, I'd like to go over what has happened this week in Philadelphia 76ers basketball. So heading into this week, the Sixers on a tear, best record in the NBA. And coming out of this week, things did start to slide a little bit, but overall, still tied for the best record in the NBA. So I view that as a positive. Um, The team struggled towards the end of this week. Um, We had three games. We played on the 4th, the 6th, and the 7th. So we played on Monday, um, Wednesday, and Thursday. So first game, we're at home against the Charlotte Hornets. This is the game on Monday, at home against the Charlotte Hornets. The game before, we played the same Charlotte team at home, and it wasn't close. So coming into this game, we had just beaten them. In a blowout. And Tobias Harris had been playing out of his mind. Won Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He looks like the player that the Sixers paid him to be. Now I'm not saying I justify the Supermax contract that was given to Tobias. But if he plays like this, he's not necessarily worth the max. But at least you're getting some sort of production from him. Unlike last season and early on in this season. So, the Sixers defeated the Charlotte Hornets 118-101. to Joel Embiid with 19 points, 14 boards. I would like to start with Joel Embiid. He has been dominant so far this season, and I see him as a legitimate MVP candidate. I also see him as a Defensive Player of the Year type player, but I also see Ben Simmons as a Defensive Player of the Year player. So this team has two players that, in my mind, can win Defensive Player of the Year. So Joel Embiid, in my opinion, should be a frontrunner for MVP this season. And if he's not, that's a shame, because with the way he's been playing, he's been putting this team on his back in some situations and really carrying this team and just being a leader and being the guy that this team needs in the locker room. Um, Tobias Harris... As I stated already, he's been insane. And if he can continue to do this, I am okay with the max contract signing. Against the Hornets, he had 30 points, 2 assists, and 5 rebounds. 30 points. You never got that from Toby last year. Never. He's starting to play like he played when he was with the Clippers, when Doc Rivers was his coach. I think bringing Doc Rivers in to be this team's head coach is not only going to help the team as a whole, but especially Tobias Harris as he kind of transitions and kind of gets more comfortable in Philly with the Sixers team. Um, So I think Doc was definitely a great player to bring in to kind of get what you paid for in Tobias and to get his full value. Um, with the, the type of money that you're paying. And Ben Simmons had 12.6 assists, 10 rebounds. When you look at Ben Simmons, everybody wants to be like, okay, well, he doesn't score. That's fine. He doesn't need to score. This team needs his defensive effort. He is, in my opinion, the only player in the NBA that can guard everybody. Simmons can stop Giannis. He can stop LeBron James. He can stop Kevin Durant. Ben Simmons, in my opinion, is the only player in the league that can stop everybody. He is the best defensive player in the NBA. And the fact that 
he doesn't get enough credit for what he does because of his offensive stats is an embarrassment, and that should not be the case. Um, Some people are ready to just give up on Ben and move on and say, we need to go get James Harden just because he can't shoot a three. James Harden's going to give you absolutely nothing on defense, and all he's going to do is take away shots from Embiid and Seth Curry, Tobias. So, not bashing James Harden there, but I'm just saying, I think people are too easily giving up on Ben, and they're not giving him the credit that he deserves. Um, because you got to give credit where credit is due. So, the game on Monday was a win against Charlotte. We went 2-0 so far against them this season. It was a great win. Um... It's not like Charlotte is some juggernaut team, some superstar team. Any team that's led by Terry Rozier, I think we can all admit, is not a great basketball team. And that's what they are. They're just not a great basketball team. Terry Rozier is their best player. So, yeah, it's a good win, but it's Charlotte. Moving on to Wednesday night. Now, this is the game I'm most excited to talk about. Wednesday night, 76ers are hosting the Washington Wizards. Now, Wednesday was a crazy day for our country, and Wednesday was a crazy day for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I am very glad that this team was not in Washington playing the Wizards on on Wednesday because of all the crazy stuff that was going on there. I'm sure you guys know what's going on there. I do not want to get into politics. It's not what this is about, but I am glad this team was in Philadelphia not playing in Washington. The Sixers ended up winning 141 to 136. The score does not show how one-sided this game was. From the tip, it was the Sixers game almost the entire time. It was an incredibly fun game to watch. Probably one of the most entertaining games of basketball I've ever watched. The only game of basketball that I think has ever been more entertaining to me was Game 7 against the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Semifinals. Obviously, we know what happened, and obviously we came out on the losing end of that game. But nobody can look at me and tell me that that was not an entertaining game to watch, even though the Sixers ended up losing. Just like when the Eagles lost to the New Orleans Saints in the NFC Divisional Round, when Alshon dropped the pass, there's no way anybody can look at me and tell me that that wasn't a fun game to watch. Yes, we came out on the losing side. Still fun games to watch and enjoy. So I had a great time watching this game. It was incredibly fun to watch. Um, My second favorite Sixers game I've ever watched. The offense was on fire. Seth Curry in that game. In the first quarter, 5 for 5 from 3 with 15 points. We have not had a 3-point shooter like this in, since J.J. Redick. Um, granted, I believe it's only been two years since J.J. left. I think this is our second year without him. But Seth, Seth can do more than J.J. can do. Seth can finish and drive. Um, J.J., you kind of just got the catch and shoot. Seth can kind of create his own shot as well. So I think the addition of Seth Curry has been huge for this team's success so far. Um, and Joel Embiid, again, dominating late in the game. Absolutely dominating, taking over the game. He cannot be stopped. Joel Embiid, in my opinion, is the best center. In, not in my opinion. You know what? This is a fact. Joel Embiid is the best center in the National Basketball Association. I saw some of the stupidest things online the other day. People comparing Bam out of bio to Joel Embiid. Bam is here. Joel is 
here plus 20. Joel is so much better than Bam. It's not even funny. The only comparable player to Joel is Nikola Jokic. And even Jokic, I think Joel Embiid is miles ahead of him when it comes to the best center in the NBA. Not bashing on Bam or Nikola. Those are both great players. But I'm just talking about when it comes to Joel Embiid and who he is. I think he is light years ahead of those players. I think he is the best center in the league now, and I think he will be for years to come, and I think he will continue to prove that. He looks more in uh, shape this year. He looks to be a little healthier. Um, you know, so, so far, I've, I've loved what I've seen from Embiid. The only thing that frustrated me about this game is the very beginning, like I said, it looked like it was a Sixers game the entire time. At the end, it was a little too close for comfort. Now, I still knew the Sixers would be able to pull it out, but it was a little close there for a little while. It was tied at one point in the fourth quarter. Sixers took over and won the game. But the defense needs to step it up. They allowed Bradley Beal to have 60 points. Yes, Bradley Beal is a great player, but you can't be allowing players on opposing teams to have 60 points against you. Because uh, sometimes you're going to lose those games. And, And games against teams like Washington, you need to have. And you need, to, you need those to be your blowouts and your no-doubt wins to give you momentum for when you're going up teams that are legit contenders like the Clippers and the Lakers and the Nets so and the Celtics in our conference, in the Eastern Conference. So you got to games like this against bad teams. You need to stack those wins, and it'd be nice if they were bigger wins to build that confidence a little bit because blowout victories give you more confidence. Um, so blowouts will definitely be nice um, against teams like Washington, but a win is a win and wins are incredibly hard to come by in this league in professional sports. So the other thing I wanted to touch on with this game is this is the type of game that last season and the years before that throughout the process that this team would have lost if Brett Brown was the head coach. Brett Brown is a great guy. And I liked him. And after we lost against the Raptors in the semifinals, I wasn't ready to say fire Brett Brown. But last year I was. And and I think this is just the type of game that shows you what difference a coach can make. I don't think we would have won this game if Brett Brown was still the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. So that's that's all I have to say on, on the coaching topic. So moving on to last night, Friday night against the Brooklyn Nets. This is when things started to go downhill on the week. It was a great week leading up to that. I was thinking, you know what? It was announced early in the week that Kevin Durant would be. I was like, you know what? I think we could sweep this week um, and, and just continue on to our, our, our hot start. Excuse me. Um, Sixers ended up losing 122-109. to 109. Joe Harris carried this basketball team. And Karis LeVert carried the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets did not have Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant, and the Sixers allowed Joe Harris and Karis LeVert to beat them. The team came out slow, looked like they were playing with no effort. Granted, they did play the night before in an amazing offensive performance and a crazy effort, so could they have been a little tired? Yes. But you're professional athletes, and that's that's not an excuse you can use. You can't show up to a press conference when asked what happened and just say, oh, we were tired from the night before. So I'm not saying that that doesn't play a factor or a role, but I do think this team needs to show a little bit more effort um, coming off the back-to-backs. 
Imagine if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were playing in this game. How bad could the score have been? It could have been very, very ugly. Fortunately for us, they weren't playing. But this kind of makes me think, okay, does this team have a legit chance to come out of the Eastern Conference? Last night, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were did not have good performances. The bench had a really good performance. The bench got this team back into the game late. Um, so the bench looked really good. After last night, after falling to the Nets, the team still has the best record in the league. It's tied for the best record in the league. Um, they have two losses. My real question after last night against the Brooklyn Nets is, can this team actually compete in the Eastern Conference? I need to see more, but I'm going to say yes. I need to see more from this team to actually be 100% convinced they will be able to go beat Brooklyn and Boston in a seven-game series. But right now, I'm still going to say yes. So, I do think this team can come out of the Eastern Conference. I think they can beat Milwaukee. I think they can beat Boston. I think they can beat Brooklyn all at full strength. But they've got to they've figure some things out. You can't be letting guys have 60 points a game. And you can't just be tired and not show up and not give any effort one night. That's unacceptable. So, this team has been incredibly fun to watch. The two games that we've lost so far, um, the Cavs game was just awful. Um, granted, no Joel Embiid. Um, but but other than the Cavs and the Nets game, this team has been incredibly fun to watch. This is fun basketball. Last year, yes, they were winning games, but it wasn't fun basketball to watch. This is fun basketball for me to sit down and watch. I wake up every morning juiced up for 6.30 or 7 o'clock that I get to sit down, turn on NBC Sports Philadelphia and watch the 76ers go out and compete and win games. The Sixers are now, um, they are now succeeding, excuse me, that now that they have shooters. Now that they have shooters, this team is succeeding. Last season, we saw that after losing J.J. Redick, this team was, was relying on Mike Scott and Furkan Korkmaz to be your best shooters. Now, those aren't bad guys to have deep in your bench, but you need to have guys like Danny Green and Seth Curry, who we got this year, that can make you shots in the starting rotation. He has been, Seth Curry especially, Danny Green has been doing a phenomenal job as well, but Steph Cur- Seth Curry, excuse me, in my opinion, has been the piece that this team needed. The energy that he brings is incredible. He's making shots. He's not afraid. Like, people make fun of him because he's not as good as his older brother, which makes sense. He's not as good as Steph. But he's shooting over 50% from three. I mean, in my opinion, right now, he's he's at the top of the charts when it comes to best shooters in the league. So Seth Curry's been amazing to watch. Tyrese Maxey has been the steal of the NBA draft. That kid is special. He's fun to watch. He gets buckets, and, and he just dominates when he's on the court. He's fun to watch. He's what this team needed. He's what the Sixers thought they were getting from Markel Fultz. Uh, unfortunately, Markel Fultz did tear his ACL, so prayers up for Markel Fultz. Hopefully, we were all wishing him a quick and speedy recovery. Um, but back to Tyrese, he's going to be what the Sixers thought they were going to get from Markel Fultz. Um, so in my opinion, he's been the steal of the draft. Um, his college coach even said he's surprised he fell that late. Kentucky guys are always good um, coming out of school. 
So I love what I've seen from Maxi. Um, some bad news about this Sixers team. Seth Curry tested positive for the coronavirus um, last night. He was on the bench for the first quarter of the game until the team was informed that his test came back positive. So he immediately left the bench. The team is now quarantined in New York. Joel Embiid already said that he doesn't want to participate until he's sure that he does not have the virus because he does have a young son at home. Um, so I respect Joel for that decision. That's the right decision to make. Family comes over, sports any day. Um, but let's just hope everybody else is okay. Um, and this team can get back to playing some basketball because I need that. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. I was going to do a preview of the upcoming games of next week. I'm not not going to do that because I'm, I'm not positive that there are going to be games next week. Um, so we will see what happens with that. Hopefully, um, it's just Curry who got it and the rest of the team can get tested and they all come back negative. We should be hearing sometime today about that. Um, so hopefully everything comes back fine. This team can get back to playing basketball. Last thing I would like to touch on right, right now today is... The topic of trading for James Harden. I touched on it a little bit earlier, but I'd like to talk about it some more. At first, I was willing to give up Ben Simmons for James Harden. Not anymore. James Harden is one of the best players in the NBA, and there's no doubting that. But I think Harden is here, and Harden's ceiling is also here. So I think he's reached his ceiling. I think Ben Simmons is here, but his ceiling is all the way up there. So I think Ben Simmons has a higher ceiling than James Harden, and he's going to be able to do more. He can play defense. He just needs to get some shots up. So I, I don't think that trading um, Ben Simmons for James Harden is a good idea. I'd love to have James Harden and a big superstar in Philly. Um, I think it would kind of have the same effect of when Bryce came to Philly, just that big-name player. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's worth trading Ben Simmons for. Now, if you can trade... Maybe Shake Milton, Matisse, Thibault, two firsts and a second, maybe. But I don't want to give up Ben Simmons. I'm okay with giving up some role players, but I do not want to give up Ben Simmons in a James Harden trade. Um, That is all I have for today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to go follow our Instagram page at all underscore things underscore Philly underscore podcast. Go subscribe to the All Things Philly YouTube channel. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, um, and you can watch on the Instagram and YouTube. Um, so just go, go follow those and subscribe to those. And if you have any questions, suggestions, things I can do better, um, send me an email at all.things.philly.dl at gmail.com. Go ahead and send me an email or send me a direct message through Instagram. I will read those and get back to you guys. Um, if you guys have any suggestions on what could make this podcast better or some topics you would like me to touch on, go ahead and do that. Thank you guys for so much for listening. Um, keep an eye out for the schedule should be coming out on Sunday for next week. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you guys so much, and I will see you next time.